0: What's going on? It's your boy Marshall Hugh. I do a lot of things around the region, but I'm a musician in the martial law band and a spokesperson with Bloodworks Northwest.
1: Hey, I'm John Yeager. This is Bloodworks 101, and that, as you just heard, is Marshall Hugh, frontman for Seattle's martial law band and a radiant force for positivity. He's also a big part of our Musics and Our Blood campaign designed to recruit. 20,000 new and re-engaged donors by the end of the year, with support from people like Marshall Hugh. There's no way we won't make it. I spoke to Marshall recently via Zoom. Tell me about "Get Better." There's a there's a there's a feel and a and a message behind that that's more than just those two words. Yeah, we view "Get Better" as a
0: timeless piece of music that could have been put in any generation and meant something to somebody, whoever hears it. For us specifically, that was right coming out of the pandemic. And we actually wrote that song on our mobile stage. We built a mobile stage because concerts were banned for those two years. And just came up with the line, it's going to get better, I promise. It's going to get better, I promise. Stick together, like, whoa. That's exactly how we feel. And it just translated perfectly. People's responses to it, they're hanging out their balcony, checking out what was going on out of their apartment. And we're like, wow, this is a song that we really just rushed to get it done and put it out, shot the video in Hawaii. And the good, feel good vibes really encapsulated
1: what we feel like the world needed then, but we'll always need a little dose of optimism. Why are you guys part of music's in our blood? It, there's a personal reason, right?
0: Yeah, for us, uh, not only is our drummer, the hospitality, O negative and somebody that consistently donates, but for us, our saxophone player, actually, he had a a intestinal issue that required for him to be a recipient of blood. And that was the first time that ever really hit home. Like, this isn't just people that are sickly. It isn't just elderly. It could be even our own members in the band. So when we heard about Music Is In Our Blood, Campaign, it was really just a no brainer to get involved somehow, some way, and it's been beautiful
1: to forge, you know, a great partnership and relationship for something that we're passionate about. You're not just a part of Music Center of Blood, you're an enthusiastic part of this campaign. Tell me about that. Where does that come from? Yeah, I've always
0: wanted to be able to use our music, our platform, our fame, if you will, as something communal, something bigger. And I grew up my whole life in the Pacific Northwest and I view the region itself as an extended part of my own family. So when I get an opportunity to be a part of something that's bigger than just our music or bigger than just myself, I always go all out. I mean, I had the haircut, you carved it to my head, uh, you know, the enthusiasm, it comes from an honest place because this is all I ever really wanted to do with my life was to be able to express
1: myself and have it positively impact others. You really feel it. I mean, not just in the video, not just when you're on stage, but uh, you were at the Music Center of Blood campaign kickoff. And I mean, it, it's just enthusiasm is just contagious. It's, it's just, you just bring it. And it's lovely to see. It's just wonderful to see.
0: Yeah, thanks. I think uh, a lot of that comes with being, uh, growing up in my life and being a point guard and playing on so many different basketball teams. And the one thing that people always, coaches always tell, and now I am a basketball coach, the one thing I always tell my players and was always told to me is that you can't always control if the ball goes in. You can't always control if you have a good game, but you can always control your effort and your attitude. And so that's what I've found that if I can bring a positive attitude, if I can bring a hard amount of effort that it translates to the rest of the team and the rest of the ecosystem. And like I said, I view the Pacific Northwest kind of as my extended family and as my extended team. And that's what I try to bring out here. Who's your
1: favorite point guard then?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. I got to go with Jerry Payton just because uh, he's represented the region. He's hometown. hometown but um, recently my favorite point guard is probably uh, Mike Conley Jr., which is kind of a funny answer. He's a, a point guard for Utah. Not too much of a flashy player, you think he just gets the job done. And uh, something about me as a basketball coach, I just appreciate someone who just gets the job
1: done. Where do you coach? Who do you coach? I
0: coach at uh, Jackson High School up in Mill Creek, Washington.
1: Alright, tell me about your approach to music uh it's it's homegrown it's northwest but there's there's a again like i said there's an enthusiasm and a positivity about it but those are my words How, how would you describe your music and your approach to it
0: yeah i think we intentionally make music that's aimed at inspiring your mind what we like to call it is a secular sermon it's something that isn't specifically religious but has that feeling of uniting and a greater purpose within it because that's what I feel like the world needs right now. When I first started making music, uh, I kind of just copied other artists out here, whether it be Little Wayne or 2 Chainz or, you know, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Macklemore. I didn't really have my own voice, but as I grew to have my own voice, I realize that there's a lot of people talking about uh, a lot of superficial or materialistic things. There aren't a lot of people that are discussing these universal themes that can hopefully permeate past the screen or past the microphone into people's consciousness and kind of create a collective, uh, you know, true north that allows us to respond with patience, uh, respond with positivity and respond with love. And that's what i strive to do in my life so i thought it was only right that i tried to do that in my music and the band really rallied around that concept and it's not that we don't tackle uh hard themes like in the song get better you know we t- i talk about how my uh uncle was my heart and his heart stopped working you know and so i'm talking about death but doing it in a way that allows for some hope and maybe for some silver lining
1: within these darker themes that undoubtedly exist within our world. So tell me about 12th and Pine. Tell me about, uh, that seems like the summer of 2020 had a real impact on you guys. Yeah, 12th and Pine is the
0: album that encapsulated our experience at the 2020 protest that followed the murder of uh, George Floyd. And we were really compelled to get involved somehow, some way. We were looked at as leaders within the music community for a lot of those same reasons that we've talked about you know just uh exuding a positivity and trying to rally people together to work together and so i had many of friends reach out to me like marshall we need your voice right now and so i went out to the protests and a lot of the uh, traditional protests uh, mechanisms that were available during that time they i really found them draining Uh, i wasn't i went home tired i went home sad i went home exhausted and for me personally, screaming and uh, pushing the, the line forward wasn't something that I viewed as sustainable for myself, but I knew that there was still a role. So knowing about the involvement in music and the Million Man March and uh, how you know music is the oldest, most widely spoken language. We're here, it's a celebratory vibe. It's a growing and ever evolving and uh, changing organism that we're trying to do right this time. We history together, all of us. This movement we have here doesn't have one leader. That's how they get us. You all must become leaders. Our name is the martial law band. Do everything in our power to spread good through music and love. We felt that we could bring our music out there and create kind of a recharge center because that's what I needed myself when I participated in it and we really became the hub for all of the ancillary staff whether it be food, the bike brigade, uh, people who just needed a break or needed a positivity or a lot of other leaders who maybe didn't feel comfortable being in the middle with a bullhorn, they did feel comfortable on stage with the microphone. So we were out there six straight days prior towards what became CHOP and what you know, a lot of the rest of the world knows about. It was a full-blown protest zone, and we played there six uh, nights. Uh, I would have swollen up throat, and we saw a battle through tear gas, rubber bullets, saw people shot, saw uh, horrible you know, just things of violence. and. We were exhausted, but we kept out there, and uh, one night, they called it the Battle for the Hill, we stayed out there until three in the morning. There was a tank barreling down on us. People were sitting in front of our stage and basically saying, we're not gonna move. The Other people decided they weren't gonna move, and at 3 a.m., while we were playing the song, Cleos, uh, the tank that the National Guard had brought in turned around, and the next day we got word that the uh, police were evacuating, and that's really what created the space for there to even be that, uh, you know, two, three-week artistic boom um, that was known as Chalk. And so the majority of our work was kind of done prior to Chalk. Afterwards, it really took on a life of its own and we performed there twice, but uh, that's what tw- 12th and Pine, the whole experience is about, is processing those ups and downs. And so there's a, a song on there called uh, Real News, R-E-E-L, and it talks about how we were depicted on both CNN, and Fox News and neither of them told the specific truth it was really that we had to lock in and deliver the truth ourselves from
1: the streets to the people and that's what our album was about. I can see a direct tie between your involvement with community uh, issues like uh, like what happened in 2020 and you know Music's In Our Blood. It just seems to be a natural for you right? Yeah it's a I've always I've always been the guy where they're like, uh, all right, we need a,
0: we need somebody to do a speech, We're like Marshall. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of gotten into a second nature. And it's a, a kind of surprise skill set to where you do it so often and where other people get nervous or other people might get embarrassed. I feel right at home. And so uh, I'm just, again, very appreciative to team up with groups like Bloodworks Works Northwest to be able to use my skill set and have it be something that's Uh, you know impacts the community positively I could use it just for my own music but hey if I'm able to
1: and if it does good in the community I want to share any last uh, thoughts that you'd like to leave people with regarding blood donation as we wrap this up
0: yeah I think that uh, a lot of people kind of have some misconceptions of one like how difficult it is and it just takes about an hour you can do it every uh, 56 days if you're donating platelets, you can actually do it a lot more frequently than that and it's one of these things where you get in you get out and you directly contribute to saving someone's life and there's this massive shortage that when we went out to these festivals all we really had to do was educate people that this blood shortage exists and that it takes a thousand donors per day to even meet the supply the demand of the supply and uh once people heard that they're all in so I think it's just a matter of continuing to get the word out. If you can, and you're listening to this, share the word that there's this blood shortage. Uh, it's really easy. All you have to do is go to bloodworksnw.org backslash music, and it'll walk you right through everything you need. And you'll be in and out of there in less than an hour.
1: Geez, you make my job easy,
0: man. <laughs> Thank well, you I've been so working, much. <laughs> I've been working on the material. I, I was struggling with the website there for you a bit, but I, you I got, got it I down. You have it
1: down. (laughs) Anyway, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Absolutely, boss. Thank you. Not much else that needs to be said, because that wraps it up for this edition of Bloodworks 101. My special thanks to the Martial Law Band's Marshall Hugh. You know that music's in his blood. For Bloodworks 101, I'm John Yeager. See you next time.